Hello there, and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined today by Solomon Ashams in Abuja, Nigeria. And on this week's show, we talk about the 2016 Women's Africa Cup of Nations, which begins this weekend in Cameroon. We have a report from Yaoundé and hear from fans there. We expect that the football women should win this cup to make all Cameroonians proud of them. Also, we speak to Francisca Ordega, striker with the defending champions, Nigeria. I'm not comparing ourselves with the guys because we are there before we came in. But at least they should try and do something a little bit. They should recognize us. And we have the third and final part of our interview with Samuel Osei Kufour, the former Ghana and Bayern Munich defender. This week he explains how his faith helped him to cope with the tragic death of his daughter in 2003. I was crying. I was asking questions to God. I asked God so many questions. Why me? I asked God, why me? That my daughter have to die. That's coming up later, but we start off with the 2018 FIFA World Cup qualifiers. And there were some big results last weekend, with Nigeria now in a clear lead in Group B after a very impressive 3-1 win over Algeria, who are now five points behind Nigeria after two games. Ghana are in trouble in Group E with just one point after a 2-0 defeat to Egypt, who have six points from two games. Only the group winners will qualify. There's a long break now. The third round of matches is in August of next year. So Nigeria and Egypt both looking good at the moment, Solomon. Sure, Steve. Nigeria has missed qualifying for the last two Africa Cup of Nations. I think they want to make amends. They want to make sure that their football fans get something to celebrate. There needs to be, uh, you know, some sort of change, and we've seen that. We've seen a lot of younger players like Alex Uwobi, Kelechi Ohienacho, we saw Victor Moses doing well. And uh, one main difference there is... uh, John Michelobi from Chelsea, who has totally, totally shown a new devotion to the national team, even at the expense of playing for Chelsea. So that has really helped Nigeria uh, on their way uh, to the top. And Egypt in Group E is sitting comfortably also with six points from two games. So Egypt is definitely uh, also a team that the last five, six years have not been doing so well. But now with the clubs from Egypt doing well in the African uh, you know, clubs, competitions, it seems like they're seeing a new lease of life. But this is just the beginning. There's, a, you know, 12 points to claim from the next four matches. And uh, Ghana have represented Africa at the last three World Cups. So do you see them making it this time with Egypt topping that group on six points and the Black Stars with just one point? And I think it's really going to be difficult for uh, Ghana because Ghana doesn't just have to compete with Egypt. There's also Uganda. Uganda has qualified for the Africa Cup of Nations for the first time since the 70s. And they're showing a whole lot of different attitude. Uganda, for me, is is a team that might even spoil the party for Egypt or Ghana. So Ghana have two strong teams there, uh, Egypt and Uganda, to contend. I think Ghana's coach, um, Avram Grand, need to really sit down and ask himself, you know, what are we doing wrong that we have ended up with just one point from two games? And would this be the first time since 2006 World Cup in Germany that uh, Ghana would miss the World Cup? So difficult for Ghana then. And uh, Senegal had an unbeaten run stretching back some 22 months. But that run came to an end with a 2-1 loss to South Africa. 
Steve, I was really disappointed with uh, Senegal. I'm defeated for close to two years and finally uh, losing to South Africa in Pulukwane. And I felt South Africa did well enough. I think the strength for South Africa was, I think it was tactical. The coach studied the Senegalese team. They would inflict the first competitive uh, defeat for Senegal against South Africa. And that was what happened. So Senegal, uh, with all their stars, with all the great players that they have, Saidu Mane and, and just everybody, they couldn't make it. But I feel they have a good chance because between South Africa, Burkina Faso and Senegal, there is just one point is separating them. So it might just is is definitely anybody's game. Uh, and I feel Senegal definitely deserve to, to finish top of this group, depending on how well they play in the next couple of games which is going to be next year. But Burkina Faso and South Africa, too, are really looking good. Verde losing two games from two, you know, I, I feel they, they, they definitely, they're not really in there. So it's really going to be a three-horse race between Burkina Faso, South Africa and Senegal. Senegal has what it takes. Uh, if you look at the team dynamics, if you look at the structure of the team, if you look at the kind of players that they have, players who are doing so well with their club sides uh, around Europe, I feel they have a, a great, great chance. And to be good to see Senegal, you know, qualifying because they, I think they, they're, they're the best team in this group, but this is about who gets the maximum points from each game. So we'll see if Senegal can qualify. Thanks, Solomon. And as I said, the next games in World Cup qualifying for Africa are next August. Now, the 12th edition of the Women's Africa Cup of Nations begins this weekend with Cameroon hosting and eight teams taking part. Group A has Cameroon, South Africa, Zimbabwe and Egypt. And Group B has Nigeria, Ghana, Mali and debutantes Kenya. From Yaoundé, we have this report from Njie Eno Ebai. With Cameroon hosting just its second major continental football tournament in 44 years after the 1972 men's version of the Africa Cup of Nations, football fans and Cameroonians are fired up at the prospect of receiving the continent's top-notch women footballers as well as cheering the indomitable lionesses of Cameroon to a possible first continental trophy. Uh, one of the best things is to win the first match and uh, maybe for the following competition, I hope they will do their best at least to reach in semi-final. We are in a good pool and uh, we will cross the first qualification. We expect that the football women should win this cup to make all Cameroonians proud of them. I wish they could enter the competition and start winning the match. And during the competition, are you going to come? I will come. I will not miss. It's a wonderful team. They have winning spirit, very determined, very engaged, very patriotic. I hope that they will give them all the necessary attention and resources that will keep their morale as high as possible for them to win because you know this is a team that has gone very far this, despite the fact that the state as usual has always neglected them we have incidents where they play participate in competitions come back their match bonuses are not paid in time they have to force them to be paid uh, we hope that uh, this time around things are put in place for things to go well they can defeat any team the way i'm seeing things are well trained they are ready to win any team even nigeria is just name Nigeria is not the Nigeria we used to know before, so Cameroon can do things. For six months, the indomitable lionesses of Cameroon had been fine-tuning tactics in training camps away from the public eye, 
with their fans craving for an opportunity to watch the women's national football team play. A 2-1 victory against the Harambee Starlets of Kenya, who are in Pool B, was followed by another 2-1 win over Tanzania that left supporters craving for more. But a surprising 2-1 defeat to the Tiger Stars of Tanzania during the Lionesses' last friendly last Sunday has left many Cameroonian fans wondering if the team has the metal to rival the likes of continental giants like Nigeria, Ghana and South Africa. There are still some few things lacking. The midfield and a bit the defence. In the defence, I think that uh, there is some problem. The coach will do his best to improve uh, his tactic for uh, this player. They had a problem with the defence line. And the attack line also with top teams like Nigeria and Ghana. Um, my heart is beating. I'm expecting goal with our national team. There are still some few things lacking. The midfield and a bit the defence. But I think they will arrange it. I cannot say that they are ready finally. As much as passed, the coach sees what he has to do and while playing, he will arrange what is not normal. So they have much to do if they want to win. The Indomitable Lionesses, they are not very ready for the upcoming competition. They lack a good finisher ahead. They need somebody there to finish it. So we need finishers ahead. The defense line, they are not very vigilant because when you have swift players, attackers on the offensive, they'll be in trouble. So they need to tighten up their defense line. The attack have lapses and the defense also has uh, some lapses. We should be tight at the back. We need more creativity in the mid- in midfield to beat the likes of Nigeria at the African Nations Cup. Whether or not the team's last training sessions would have yielded any dividends will be known this Saturday when Cameroon takes on Egypt in the tournament's opening fixture. Apart from host country Cameroon, all attention will be on the Super Falcons of Nigeria, who are the defending champions of the tournament, having beaten Cameroon 2-0 during the final of the 2014 edition in Namibia to grab their ninth trophy in the tournament. Pitted against Ghana, Mali and Kenya in Group B, Nigeria will play in Limbe in the southwest region, which is one of two regions that comprise the English-speaking part of Cameroon. Njie Eno Ebai, Yaoundé, Cameroon. Thanks very much for that, Njie. Let's talk more about Nigeria, who've won nine of the 11 editions of the Africa Women's Cup of Nations, with Equatorial Guinea winning the other two. Let's hear from Nigeria striker Francisca Ordega, who plays for Washington Spirit in the National Women's Soccer League in the USA. Oluwashina Okaleji spoke to Ordega and asked how important it is for Nigeria to retain the trophy. I think we're doing well and I'm impressed. Everything is just going on well, so I believe with the spirit and the mood everyone is into, we're going to do better. Something we're going to make Nigerian smile. As the most successful team in this competition, there's so much pressure. Everyone wants to come there and beat Nigeria because even if they beat Nigeria, they believe they've won. They don't care whether they win the trophy because Nigeria is the team to beat. Does that put you guys under huge pressure going into this tournament? Not really. I don't think so because... For someone to look up to you and say, I want to win this person, it's just for the only thing you do is just for you to show class. It's not for you to be scared or be under pressure or anything. That I think it's, uh, it's just a time for us to just sit, relax, that, yeah, they are scared of us, so we should just go in with the confidence we have. And being, them being scared, then we should showcase our own talent. That's just it. 
you look at your team, the Super Falcons, you are the most successful national team in Nigeria. Yet, you don't get the kind of support the main enjoys. You don't even get your money when you should get your money. It's, it's really sad, some of the things that you guys have to endure. Yet, you committed yourself to this cause. You still continue to play football and try to win trophies. Where's the motivation coming from? I think football, football generally is something you love. You cannot just look onto, onto what the NFF or the Federation are, are doing. You just have to, like me, I'm talking about me, I enjoy playing soccer. Even though when the money is not there, I enjoy it. If I'm sad, I just go in and play. If I play, I feel good. So if they're not paying us, at least we, are, we keep doing the best for them to see that we are ready to come. We are ready to make the country proud. We are ready to change the world we are ready to change the things as just want to give them the mindset for them to like come out to support us i'm not comparing ourselves with the guys because we are there before we came in but at least they should try and do something a little bit they should recognize us as in terms of money allowances for me i don't but for the future for the upcoming ones because with time now will be done but they should try and do something better for the future the ones coming up it's it's gonna help if we depend on the money we will not be where we are so we do it for ourselves. We sell ourselves out for the world to see us. That is the most important thing. But we need the money, though. I'm not saying we don't need the money. We crazy need the money. That's Nigeria striker Francisca Ordega. She highlights there that female footballers in Africa are not treated as well as male players. They get less money and often have to endure difficult conditions. We heard earlier that Cameroon have been neglected and not paid bonuses and Nigeria's head coach went for eight months unpaid. Zimbabwe's women had terrible preparations. They were in camp for just 10 days and getting money for their air tickets was a real struggle. So do you think it's fair the way that women's football is treated in Africa, Solomon? We don't really appreciate female football the way we appreciate male football. I feel we should be putting more resources, we should give more attention because we all desire that this game for women grow, but we don't expect them to go to championships, Africa Cup of Nations, and, and then there are bonuses that haven't been paid, uh, there are outstanding monies, uh, your preparation is hampered because money was not released, uh, a whole lot of different factors. And also, I feel a lot of uh, football fans want to watch women's football, but we need to be able to kind of like market and, and package this brand at, you know, in a way that is going to appeal to uh, a football fan wherever he is. You know, we've seen quite a lot of countries doing that, like in the USA, uh, up in Europe, a couple of countries in Sweden, uh, in England. You know, we're, we're beginning to see the growth and the rise and rise of women's football. But we need to really package it the way that be able to sell it to football fans. We should not prioritize male football uh, over female football. I think that is no justice. Well, so hopefully female footballers will get the recognition that they deserve one day. And a uh, big question, who do you think will win the tournament, Solomon? Well, I think it's definitely going to be between uh, two uh, very huge giants of uh, African football, Cameroon, the host nation, and Nigeria. Nigeria is the defending champion. They won the 2014 edition of the championship in Namibia, defeating Cameroon, and Cameroon was runners-up. They both automatically qualified for the World Cup, and that was Cameroon's first World Cup experience, and they got to the round of 16. And now that, that they are hosting it, Cameroon, they, they would be hosting to win. So uh, Cameroon, for them, this is the best opportunity they have to go out there and win it. But on the flip side, for Nigeria, they are definitely a team that 
go out there and try to win when the odds are against them. They, they want to play against a crowd, and they want to play against a team and go out there and, and do it right. And, and Cameroon is just across the road from Nigeria. So I know a lot of football fans would, would just cross the border into Cameroon to go and support Nigeria. So for me, my prediction is between these two teams, between Nigeria and uh, Cameroon. I would love to go with Nigeria as uh, winners. Okay, well, I'll go for Cameroon. I think that with home advantage, uh, it might just help them to win the competition for the first time. You can tell us what you think. Uh, Group A has Cameroon, South Africa, Zimbabwe and Egypt. Group B has Nigeria, Ghana, Mali and Kenya. Nigeria have won nine of the 11 editions of the Africa Women's Cup of Nations. So who do you think will take it this time? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Tell us who you think will win the Women's Nations Cup. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download it, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've got the app, you can listen to the show anytime and access past programmes too in our archive. Also, you can listen to the show on our website, that's planetsportfootballafrica.com, and our Twitter handle is at planetsportfa. Still to come, the final part of our interview with former Ghana and Bayern Munich defender Sami Kufour. He tells us a bit about his son's football skills. Junior is playing, uh, he can play central defender, he can play the holding midfoot, but the David is left-footed, he's like Messi. <laughs> But now we turn to Facebook and to WhatsApp. And last week we talked about the 2016 awards for the Ballon d'Or and the FIFA Best Men's Player of the Year. These are now two separate awards and the 23 nominees for the FIFA award included only one African, that's Leicester's Riyad Mahrez from Algeria, while the Ballon d'Or has two Africans among the 30 nominees, that's Mahrez and the Gabon and Borussia Dortmund striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who is the reigning African Footballer of the Year. So we asked, do you think that Aubameyang should also have been nominated for the FIFA award? And first on Facebook, Pa Humble Badgie in the Gambia says, to be honest, Aubameyang deserves to be there. And dropping him from the list shows that fair play is not respected in sports. Also from the Gambia, Suleiman Sonko says, yes, he deserves to be there, definitely after his performance last season. On WhatsApp, Donald in Cameroon says, I think Mares did well with Leicester by claiming the title, but Aubameyang was outstanding, so for me he should have been a choice. In Malawi, Paul Mauya says yes, because Africa contributes a lot to world football, and Aubameyang is worthy of it. Lee Cisse in the Gambia says to me, Pierre's definitely done what it takes to be nominated. He's been instrumental in helping Dortmund in this past year. And also in the Gambia, Musa Kamara says, yes, I think Aubameyang should have been nominated because he's a very good player. And Musa continues, I hope Jose Mourinho will sign him for Manchester United. Well, there's lots of interest from other clubs in Europe for Aubameyang, so you never know, it's a possibility, Musa. In Sierra Leone, a comment from Desmond Tunde Koko, who says, Yes, I honestly think Aubameyang should be on the FIFA list because of his wonderful performance last season with Borussia Dortmund. And presently, he's working hard with his colleagues as they've already qualified to the next stage of the Champions League. 
Olatunde Adeleka in The Gambia says yes, Aubameyang should have been nominated. It's surprising he's not included. Only FIFA know why he was not selected. In Italy, Ebrima Ambabaro says sure, Aubameyang deserved to be shortlisted because he's been a really wonderful player for the last three seasons, scoring a lot of goals and always threatening opponents. He's a player to watch from the new breed of strikers. Rex Rosé Carbgo in Sierra Leone says, I would have said an absolute yes. For sure, he played well last season and has continued his great form this season too. But as Dortmund won nothing last season, I think that is what hindered his nomination for the FIFA award. Thanks for those views, Rex. And Ishmael Saidu Kanu, also in Sierra Leone, says, Aubameyang has been outstanding in the Bundesliga so far, scoring goals from all angles and winning important matches for Dortmund. He should have been nominated. He's made Africa proud and he really deserves to be there. Abdullahi Balde in the Gambia says yes, he fully deserves it. He single-handedly helped Dortmund to finish second and to qualify for the Champions League. And this season, he's the only one competing against Lewandowski for the highest goalscorer in the Bundesliga. Also in the Gambia, Ebrima Kante says yes, I think he should have been nominated because if you look at his statistics this calendar year, they're just superb. I'm a big fan of him, says Ebrima. To Malawi and Ephrathar Kamanga says, of course, he did a good job last season and no wonder he was nominated for the Ballon d'Or Award. Khalifa Sanyang from the Gambia is currently studying in China. He says, yes, Aubameyang should have been nominated. He had a fantastic season with Dortmund. I still can't figure out why he wasn't nominated. It's absolutely unfair, says Khalifa. In Nigeria, Barnabas Ande says, absolutely, Aubameyang is top class and as such is supposed to be up there with the top guys. I think the FIFA selection was compromised and they're not practically favouring the African stars. Aubameyang has done enough to be up there, says Barnabas. So most people agreeing that Aubameyang should have been nominated for the FIFA award, but Moses in the Gambia offers a slightly different view. He says, I think it's fair, but next time Aubameyang should be there. But Musa Jallo in the Gambia disagrees completely, saying no, he should not have been nominated for the FIFA award. Well, thanks so much for all of those comments. It's always great to hear from you. This week, we're asking for your prediction. Who do you think will win the Women's Africa Cup of Nations, which gets underway this weekend in Cameroon? Send us your prediction to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero, or log on to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. We're now to the third and final part of our interview with Samuel Osei Kufour, the former Ghana and Bayern Munich defender who won the UEFA Champions League in 2001 with Bayern, having suffered a heartbreaking defeat in the final to Manchester United in 1999, where Man United scored two stoppage time goals to win 2-1. In this in-depth interview with Erasmus Kwao in Accra, Kufour talks about a much bigger tragedy that hit him. That was the death of his daughter, Godiva, who drowned in a swimming pool at home in 2003. And Kufour explained how his faith helped him. Well, I think it was a, you know, it was a sad moment for every father. Or with that young age, you lost your daughter in your own house in the swimming pool. How many people were criticizing you because you make a swimming pool in your house, your daughter fall in and died? Am I the only one 
who made a swimming pool in his house? No. I'm not the only one who my daughter died. So I was taking the critics in a good faith. But people were also mourning with me because they know it wasn't my fault. Uh, if God bless you, you need to really want to enjoy your life. So I left and my ex-wife called me and just said, you know what? This is what happened, blah, blah, blah. So the daughter died. I just flew to Ghana. <laughs> I was crying. I was asking questions to God. I asked God so many questions. Why me? I asked God, why me? That my daughter have to die. Why me? God, why me? I was crying, asking God questions. But I also asked myself a question. Why not you? I asked myself a question. Why not you? What Look response at you. did you get from God? I asked a question. I just say, you know what? Why not you? I asked myself a question. Why not you? Look at you. Look at your career. Look at what you have achieved in your life. Look at the, the, the properties you have. Look at what you have achieved. Why not you? And I just settled down. After asking those questions, I just calmed down. And I was laughing. And the people who come to my house, they see me laughing. They see me joking with them. Wow, this boy has a strong heart. Yes, I need that, that moment. I need it. I need it because he knew that this thing will happen from day one that the child was born. God knew that I will find myself in that situation. So a pastor came to me and he said to me, God said I should tell you you have two boys. And then <laughs> exactly 10 months, I have a son. And when I was young, I used to read, we call it the book of my Bible story. I used to read it a lot, and I like David. So I asked God, and I said to God, Oh God, if I have a son, I will name him David. That's what I said to myself. But as soon as I have my son, I changed my mind. I said to God, I want to name him after me. Because my name is Samuel. I want to name this child Samuel. And I named my son Samuel. And exactly one and a half years, I have another son. And I said, God... This is the son that I promised that I will give it to you. So I named my son David. So, you know, nothing happened by accident. It's a reason and people. He took one from me and gave me two. The sadness has been wiped away and now happiness is coming. That's what I said. When you know there's a time and season, you never make mistakes. And how are you raising these kids, you know, with your, with your background as a follower of Jesus Christ and your dedication, you know, dedicating them to God? Well, these children are really doing amazing. They're also footballers now. Two of them are playing the West Ham. And then, you know, for me, if I see them playing, I always say to God, a glory to God, because the children, I never expect to get them. And God provided uh, them to me, and I know they will be better than me in future. Are they also defenders? Junior is playing, uh, he can play central defender, he can play the holding his foot, but the David is a left-footed, he is like Messi. <laughs> <laughs> well, at a point... There was talk of you becoming a minister after your playing career. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's been a while since you stopped playing football. How, how far have you gone with that plan? Well, the plan still exists because I don't want to rush myself into things. There's so many people who can go to underwear and get powers to come and just do miracles. I don't want to do that. I don't want to deceive myself. I don't want to deceive people. I don't want to deceive God. I want the right time to come. I'm still in the process, and I believe, and I'm sure I have so much faith that it will come, and it will be amazing. 
like Samik of War now is a man of God. And how many people would tend to go, get to know God? Because there is nothing that I can pay him back. The only thing that I can pay him back is to draw people close to him. So for me, my dream still exists, being a man of God. So I want everybody who will listen to me to know that there's God who can turn things around. Don't be frustrated about anything. Jesus is always there for you. So far as you are alive, there's a hope. And so far as there's hope, there's a life. So you can turn things around. Don't look at somebody and just say, why me? That's the problem that we the, we, we the poor ones. We always compare ourselves to the other people. Don't compare yourself to any, anybody. Just try to be yourself. God knows better than you do. God knows how he created for you to be who you are. Never doubt you about God. God is always there for you. That's former Ghana and Bayern Munich defender Sami Kufour talking in depth to Erasmus Kwao on his football, his life and his faith. And that's it for this week's edition of Planet Sport Football Africa. But do get in touch on Facebook and WhatsApp. We're asking for your predictions. Who do you think will win the Women's Africa Cup of Nations finals? It begins this weekend. In Group A, we have Cameroon, the hosts, South Africa, Zimbabwe and Egypt. And Group B has Nigeria, Ghana, Mali and debutants Kenya. Nigeria have won nine of the 11 editions of the tournament. So who do you think will take it this time? Send us your predictions on WhatsApp to Plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, and from Solomon Ashoms in Nigeria. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.